Hello, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 52. We're going to be talking about the 21 things to watch out for when dating after the age of 50. Once again, our demo for this podcast is primarily 40s, 50s, and 60s and possibly beyond. So if you are new to the world of online dating, we are hoping to impart some wisdom. And now, onto the show. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. <clears throat> this is episode 52. Wow, we're already in the 50s. So today we're going to be talking about 21 things to watch out for when dating after age 50. And I'm waiting for my co-host, Michelle, to come on the line. Yes, I just received the text. She's saying, and hope everyone had a good weekend. We finally had a weekend devoid of rain here in Southern California which was a good thing because it has been plain awful these last couple of weeks since I've been back from Australia. Just torrential rain up in the mountains, record snow levels. It's been actually quite amazing. Uh, some of the reservoirs that were in drought levels that had not been seen had gone up 38 feet. In one reservoir, there she is. And now we have Michelle coming on. In three, two, one. Woohoo! You, you figured it out? Oh my gosh, the struggle was real tonight. Well, I don't know it, what it, the heck. It's real, it's, it's real always. Well, you know what? Um, I noticed that when I opened the app, I'm like, what the heck? How can I not find you? And I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. And then I closed out, reopened it. Still couldn't find you, closed out, reopened it. And then I looked at the very top and it says for you and live. And um, so I was able to find you there, but it was really weird. There's a lot of people on right now. Oh, well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening in the a wisdom lot, community. Baby. A, lot, a lot happening, baby. A lot happening. That's so true. So this is so. episode 52. Man, can you believe it? Can't believe it. And I do have a hard stop this evening. Okay, 730, 845? Uh, 715 is the latest I can go. Oh. Seven, seven, seven preferably. <laughs> is that is that when the, the, the protein dip hits? The protein dip and I still have work to uh, get done tonight. I do too. So, yeah. Well, you know me, man. I'm in bed. I'm in bed early. Make my priority. Up. Oh, I had to get up super early today because I had to help support uh, the people over in Vietnam. Like getting all these times straight to me is like, I started, oh. I started adding, you know, there's a, you know, the little clock thing on your iPhone. Yeah. It's like I started adding the city so I know what time it is there. So yeah. it's like I have Melbourne, Tokyo, Ho Chi Minh City, and Paris so far. That's a good it's idea. Like, yeah, because it's like 
<clears throat> I had a call tonight. I, I was getting ready to leave, and uh, a guy called me from Australia, and it was like, you know, four here, but 10 o'clock in the morning there, yeah. you know, and it was like, and he just wanted to chit chat for a long time. And I was just like, man, it's like, I got to go. Good day, mate. Yeah. yeah he's, <laughs> he was, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. You know, he just, he was just, he's, he has, he's doing it. He's like, I'm doing a 2,500 K, uh, tandem ride and I'm having wrist issues. And so oh, when God. I squeeze on the, when I squeeze on the brakes, you know, my wrist hurt. And it's like, and I explained to him how he could adjust them. You know, he, the people at the bike shop were telling him, oh, you got to get, you know, new, new hydraulic brakes. And it's like, no, you don't have to get new hydraulic brakes. He's got to adjust the calipers closer so you don't have as long of a pull. That's cray cray. I know. It's like, you know, but that, that was half an hour on the phone, but it was okay. He's a customer. It's all good. It's all good. But all today right, well. we are we are deviating off our normal path. This is written by John Keegan, dating coach. He is a twenty-one things to watch out for when dating after age fifty. So this is just a general topic, not necessarily just. I like that they had, I like. Again, we're going to put the link to this article in our podcasting notes. <laughs> and, you know, we have... I do, I do think we need to confess that we actually repeated two article reviews. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't post them. I know. But I think it's pretty hilarious. Okay, the... things that happen after 50. You can't remember shit. CRS. <laughs> I swear to God. I, I was totally just like, have CRS. I, I was like looking at it going... What the hell? Like, we did the same article twice, and it's not like there no, was two different articles twice. Two different articles twice, and one of them was only like three episodes apart. <laughs> and I'm Plus just like, really like the subject matter. I was just like, well, and then I, we had the interview with Michelle V, and then you had your was it Natasha? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. I like that. That was a good one. I. I was able to extract that from the archives. I don't know how that happened. Seriously. Uh, well, I was but... I was I was uh, trying to download Michelle's podcast from the anchor site. Then all and I saw the other two podcasts were like that you tried that were like zero zero. They had no time. Yeah. And then down further, I saw one that didn't have anything on it. And I'm like, I wonder what this is. And I clicked on it, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's the one. Oh, that is the one. I was so bummed. So is she. Although, still, I think that it would be really funny to have both her and Kimber because, oh, my gosh, I, my neighbors are fun. Um, so we might, have a, we might have a girls game night, and we'll have a I'll, – I'll do a recording. I'll oh, that'd be good. And I'll do it. So, anyway, that would be fun. And then I told you I'm lining um, – I'm lining some other folks up. There was uh, uh, actually HTG's cousin that I met in Nashville. She met her husband, uh, her third husband, nice. on a dating app. I believe it was Tinder, too, if I'm not mistaken. Did you say third? A third husband, yep, yep. Oh. Yes. Well, not the right. first two. I think she met them in, in the wild, so to speak. But I do Three times a lady. <laughs> the third, third time. <laughs> Her time's a charm. Uh, yeah, we, we also have a new website or a pod page, as I like to call it. 
and it and that is has all the links to all the different um, sites that we're on. We're on Apple, Audible, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Amazon Music, and several others. Mm, cool. Yeah, so and then I'm going to line up Perry, who met his girlfriend uh, on Bumble, and or wife, I should say. They have a child now, a little cute little boy. And she's from South Africa. And they met in Philly. Pretty cool. Very cool. So um, I definitely want to have her on the show just to I hear actually, accent. <laughs> I actually prefer the interviews. So so when we got done the other day with Michelle V, and Michelle V is like a ball of energy. Oh, my God. I was so tired. That exhausted me. Yeah. I was like, I'm so looking forward to, to, to meeting her when we go up to Morro Bay. Because she's just like, a, just, and then Michelle, Michelle M goes, man, how long was that podcast? <laughs> oh my God. And then I go, I it, was, was, end. it was almost two hours. Brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, but dude, I cannot, I cannot, I just cannot. That was, that was wicked. Anyway, yeah. so I'm going to be watching a clock tonight. <laughs> okay. Well, look, Look, uh, watch away. Watch away. All right. Well, let's get rolling with that. Let's get rolling. 21 things to watch out for when dating after age 50. Do you want to start or you want me to start? Hold on. Let me bring it up. Oh, wait. I already scrolled down. I'm going to do it. Go. Okay. So this is 21 things to watch out for when you're after 50, like I am and Michelle and many of our peers. So whether you've been dating around for a while or newly single and ready to mingle, oh yeah, yeah, dating can be tricky, especially after a certain age. If someone uses that line, I'm newly single, baby, and ready to mingle. Oh, <laughs> talking creeper 101. It's in an article. Give it's John in an a article, break. but if someone actually says that to you, it's kind of creepy. It's Zopener. He's trying to catch, uh, catch somebody's attention. Anyway, know, but it doesn't to be there are a number of red flags to keep an eye out for when dating at 50 and beyond that'll help ensure your time waiting in the dating pool is a fun flirty and safe experience we have listed all the red flags this article is based on an interview with our dating joe keegan check out the full article interview here all right I'm things you start. should know make sure your expectations align from the start if you're after a casual fling and they're after the one, communicating this upfront will save you both time and heartache. Be wary of dating profiles with limited personal info and avoid giving people you meet on apps your personal contact info until you're confident they're on the up and up. If you're dating a widow or widower, note if they still seem to be in mourning, if they are actively grieving their late spouse, they may not be ready to date. When going out with a divorced person, observe if they still seem hung up on their ex. Trash-talking bitterness and general mistrust of future relationships are red flags. Mm, okay, sure. these are general red flags, and you can take the first one. But wait, I want to rewind on the if you're dating a widow or widower. Because it brings me back to Kevin from Carlsbad. <laughs> Kevin from Carlsbad. Well, um, at least he's not Bill the Drunk or Bill the Boozer. What was he, Bill no. the Drunk? Drunk Bill. 
Drunk Bill. Drunk, Drunk Bill, Bill, yes. No, Kevin from Carlsbad had, I think I met him like just after Christmas. So it might have been like mid-January. And um, he had just lost his wife. She was the one that was killed oh. by the drunk driver in broad daylight in December. And he That's was awful. on the dating app. He was on the dating app like almost immediately. Kind of crazy. Yeah. They were married for like 32 years. And, you oh, know, I just awful. think that he just, he, well, and they were um, college sweethearts. It was actually a really sweet story. And they had, I think they had two kids. And who is a, I think, I'm not sure if he lied on his app, on his dating app or not about his age. He might have been off by one or something like that. Um, but super nice guy, had a great relationship with his wife. You could tell, like, he really was in love with her. I felt really bad for him, actually. Um, but, like, literally, I don't think it was even a month before he was on a dating app. I don't know how, well... They, people always say everyone grieves in different in different ways, in different times. But that to me seems like someone who's looking to lose themselves in possibly another relationship to get over the grief. But in so doing that, oh, that's just going to cause so much turmoil. Oh yeah, yeah. So we went out a few times, and I don't know. Um, it just, uh, I, don't, I don't think it was, it no, neither right. of us were feeling it. Didn't and it kind of weirded me out, the whole wife thing. You mean the, the, the ex-wife? No, I mean the widow, the widowed yeah. wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I wasn't sure about that as far as uh, character is concerned, but I guess I shouldn't judge. Just wasn't. Just wasn't for me. So anyway. All right. General red flags. They text too much. A little bit of texting here and there. Great. Texting to, to communicate plans. Wonderful. Good morning text. Happy Monday text. Let me pour my soul out to you in the middle of your workday text. If your date is texting you all the time, it can get real oppressive real quick. It's a sign they're a bit too clingy, that they're moving too fast, or maybe they just have way too much time on their hands. Tell them gently to ease up, and if they don't, it might be time to break things off. Yeah, I go through spurts in the texting, but yeah, well, it could definitely be a major distraction. Yeah, it, it's one of those things too. If someone is constantly texting you, and then you want to, you want to move the, you want to move it to a conversation. Right. And, right. And again. A, Super huge red flag is if they only give you very specific times that you can call. Right. Like, okay, you can only call me between five thirty and six thirty because that's on when I'm driving. <laughs> Otherwise, my wife or girlfriend that's home, we're going to be really pissed if I'm talking to other women. Exactly. It's that's... yeah. If they give you, oh, if if they allegedly live alone, there shouldn't be any. There shouldn't be any you know, times that you can't call. But also someone who doesn't want to move from messaging to texting to talking, 
that's also another huge red flag. Agree. You know, there seem to be people that, in, <clears throat> and I've encountered this in the past, where they, they seem to like the attention you're giving them through messages and texts, but they never want to progress to that next step. Right. To, to make having a phone call or meeting for coffee. If, and if you feel that apprehension, move the fuck on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's like, you know, it's like, A, they're either, you know, kind of catfishing you in a way, or B, they're simply not ready to date. So they're like, I do not want to meet you in person. Well, yeah, I'm unless not- you're in the same boat and you want a pen pal too. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, nah, I'm not. Pen pals were like when I was a little kid. <laughs> like, not my time on this earth is so freaking limited. Oh, that, I hear you. That it's like that you're I'm, that you're be on a podcast for two hours. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but we're but we're helping people. That's, we're, that's we're different. helping people. It's you know? a passion project. It's a passion. It is. It's a. Oh, I, I got to write that down. Hold on. That's a, pa- <laughs> it's a passion project. I got to write. That's a good one. Wait, wait. You got to hit there. That's what she said. <laughs> That's well. That. You know the getting's good when you become the passion project. <laughs> All right. Okay, you go. Next one. They're unreliable. One day you're texting and making plans to hang out. The next, they're nowhere to be found. And they do make dates with you. They're always during the work week, never on the weekend. And they often get canceled last minute. If your date is a flake, walk away. They're not worth your time. 100% agreed. If they're flake, you know, life does happen and emergencies. And like like my mom and my niece, man, they have COVID. So... Eric and Captain Uber Eats, you know, I'm the one picking up food and dropping it off for them. Aw. Well, yeah, my my niece, she'll order food from anywhere, but my mom's, like, really picky, and some of the places she likes doesn't have, you know, food delivery. So so if you're hesitant to break things off, or if you suspect their excuses for flaking are genuine, communicate that you're frustrated by their inconsistent availability – if they try to improve, they might be worth another shot. But if not, well, there's the door. Yeah, also, where, too, I don't know about that. If you're 50 years old and you're a flake, you're not changing from being a flake. <laughs> no. So you're either going to accept that person for last-minute cancellations or you move on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and 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 – there's many times I say this to people, they are telling you exactly who they are. Exactly. And if they're, if they're flaking out at the last minute or plans to meet for coffee or drinks and they just didn't show up, it's like, why are you giving them a second chance? I hate that. I mean, I do know stuff comes up, especially if it's during the day. But... You know what? The, they have a phone. They have a text. Hey, Something happened at work, I'm not able to make it, or something happened with my kid, not able to make it. It's like there is a way to communicate. And if they're unwilling to communicate with you on just that basic level. I talked to someone one time, and she had told me that, and she she was a very, like, uh, she was like a corporate woman. 
had a very strong personality. And she told me like five people flaked out on her were like, they set a date, they set a time. She was sitting there and they never showed up. Really? That's wicked. I think that's a California thing. It's got to be a California thing. I've heard that. I've heard that from other people that aren't native Californians, that people here flake a lot. They flake, and then and then it was like, oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. It's just like, yeah, a wow. friend of mine hosts dinner parties all the time. So if you're hosting a dinner party and people are telling you that they're going to show up, and you're like having food prepared, and and they just don't show, don't say that they're not coming, or even like say, you know, when they're supposed to be there, fifteen in you know, 15 minutes and they're texting you saying, Oh, by the way, I'm not coming. I mean, that's just plain old rude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. right. All right. I'm going to go to the next one there. Sure. Rat, tat, 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 tat. Sure. You want someone who's young at heart, but that doesn't mean Peter Pan find a date who doesn't exhibit signs that they haven't quite grown up yet. At 50 or older, you deserve someone as stable, financially and emotionally grounded and mature as you. And they definitely need to not treat you like their parent. If your date is still partying like they're 22, it may be your cue to move on. Unless, of course, you are also still partying like you're 22. In which case, right on. Too funny. Yep. Yeah. Got to be on the same page. Got to be on the same page. And, and you hear that. And I and I think sometimes when people are married for long periods of time and they're recently divorced or they're separated, you, you may see that these people are exhibiting childish behavior because they now have this thing where, <laughs> oh my God, I'm free. I'm free from the shackles of marriage. Let's <laughs> party like I was 25. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess that could be both a male and a female thing. I don't know. After I was actually 30 years, I was with my my ex, married for 27, but with him for 30. And, um, you know, speaking about immaturity or maybe not even so much immaturity such as or or I shouldn't say such as. As much as um, lifestyle choices, mm. um, you know, I just tend to, um, when when we met, I was very young. He was nine years older than me, and I was still in Penn State party mode, and he was nine years older than me and still in party mode, and he actually never really grew out of it. I've known, th- I've known some people that, the phone, the oh. phone call, mute you, and so can, you put, can we put ourselves in airplane mode right now? What's that? Oh, don't do that. We wouldn't what be able we... to do this in airplane no, mode. No, don't do it. I won't. Anyway, just saying. Um, I sent them a message you know, that I'll call you later. You uh, sometimes meet at a young age, and one person outgrows the other person in certain ways. Or changes, you know. Uh oh, she's yawning. I better, I better take. I am next. yawning. I'm having my she's, bedtime tea. She, All she's right. fake. <laughs> she's fake. You have mismatched expectations. This red flag doesn't. Is someone talking behind you? Nope. 
What are you here? No, I'm here by myself. Daisy's not even barking. Are you hearing voices? Do you hear dead people? Eric, I lost you. Uh-oh, he's getting more phone calls. No, I'm not. There's... You keep muting okay, yourself. Well, I'm hoping that this doesn't come through on our podcast, but there on I can hear okay. So when that phone call kicked in so when that phone call kicked in, what happened was uh there is a wisdom live show playing in the background and I can't kill it. Really? Yes. I can't hear anything. Well, I certainly hope that this doesn't come through. No, it's not coming through. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't hear um, Hold on. Be, be really quiet. Did you hear that? No. Okay. So I'm just going to roll with it. It's kind of annoying because I can hear it. It's It's like... They're at volume two and we're like at volume 10, but <laughs> it, it's, it's a wisdom. It's someone on wis, It's a wisdom podcast that's live and that phone call like intermingled us. Weird. Yes. So, okay. You have mismatched expectations. This red flag doesn't necessarily mean you or your date is in the wrong, just that you might not be right for each other. Even if it's just out for a casual, short-lived fling. Boy, you sure like these short-lived flings. Make sure you're both on the same page about what you want and need from each other. Maybe your date just wants some company while you're looking for some physical affection or vice versa. Maybe they're looking for the one while you're just out for some fun. Be upfront about your expectations from the get-go, and you could both avoid some frustration or heartache. See, I'm thinking... That uh, Mr. John Keegan, dating coach, is is uh, the dating coach for the hookup crowd. Because <laughs> it seems Maybe. it seems like it seems like everything is about short flings. You ever notice that? A couple times it's come up, hasn't it? Alrighty, we'll have okay. to reach out to John. They go too fast, too soon. Going too fast, too soon is a sign the person you're dating is a little desperate, clingy, or maybe jealous. Maybe they just don't know what they want, or instead of taking the time to figure it out, they're rushing things with you. Worst case scenario, going too fast could be a sign that they have some ulterior motives, like wanting to get in bed with you sooner. <laughs> don't That's be afraid to go as slow as you want and let your date know if they're rushing things. Do they really say that anymore? What? Like wanting to get in bed with you sooner? That's I like, don't think people. That's like an old term, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think people actually just people actually say it. No, you know what? I'm gonna look up this John Keegan. All right, now we're switching to online dating red flags, which online we talked dating. about. And there's a photo of of a cartoon Paula taking care of plants. That would be a terrible profile picture. And it's clicked. She is not verified. All right. 
Their dating profile has limited information. You match with someone on Hinge or OkCupid with a cute photo, a few one-liners in their bio, and that's it. Now, dating profiles aren't exactly the place to write your memoir, but if the person you're considering dating doesn't even have basics like age, education, general location, there's a chance they're hiding something. Duh. They might be secretly married and trying to cheat on their partner, or they might be trying to scam you. If you're concerned your match might be lying, copy their profile photo and reverse search it on Google Images to see if it turns up anywhere else. I didn't know you could do that. You might find your match's social media profiles or professional website, which might give you more info, or you may even realize they stole the photo from somebody else. Do you know what makes me laugh about this? Talk to me. It reminds me of um, the the fake Facebook profiles. Oh, yeah. Because I have a public profile for my Facebook page. So oh. anybody can, um, you know, connect with me and write on my wall. And I've had on numerous occasions um, gentlemen posing as people. And, I, get, I get them all the time. Oh, my gosh. I get, and I then, get tons of them on Instagram for some reason. The fake... <laughs> The fake profiles with the guys that are like military, and you scroll down just. Oh yeah, I'm I'm overseas in Kuwait, and uh, I'm coming home soon, babe. Yeah, but they have like just military pictures. It's such a scam, anyway. Well, um, the military the military thing is a scam for both men and women. You know, I've gotten the oh I'm oh I posted my profile because I'm going to be. Off deployment, you know, and, and I'm coming home. Yeah. Funny. You know, I, the, I have a hard and set rule. If I can't pick the phone up, call you, and have dinner or drinks with you, uh, you live too far away. Yeah. <laughs> also, the, the the reverse Google image search does work. There's how also did, another one called How Tinder. do you do that? How would one do that? Well, I'm going to explain it, an easier way to do it. There is one called tineyee dot com, and if you place a photo in there, it basically searches the internet for that photo. Mm. And a lot of times, if you know they're stealing photos from from you know websites, and a typical one many times are. You know, the pictures are just way too good. You know, the pictures are like super high professional quality. And it's like, oh, yeah, they, they borrowed those photos from like a men's magazine or something, you know, and, and, and posted it. Crazy. Yeah, it happens. You know, it happens all the time. And then and then when you do the reverse image search, ooh, it pops up. Boop, you know, oh, yeah. You know, this was in, you know, FHM magazine. You know, or something like that. You know, and it was just like, okay, well, yeah, this person isn't real. So, well, it's it's unfortunate that that those things happen. But if someone's picture profile is a little too spectacular, do a reverse image search, and if it pops up, just delete their profile because it's a scammer. 
you know, looking to scam you some way, shape or form, mm. you know, and, and if someone's communicating with you and they can't seem to keep your name straight, you know, or, you know, you tell them where you live and they can't remember where you live and they keep asking you where you live and like, oh yeah, what do you do for a living? It's like, well, I already told you that. It's like, they've got like five or six people on the hook, right? And they can't keep anyone straight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, you should have the, um, this next one is kind of the flip side of what we were just talking about. What the, the, uh, they want to talk online, but not in real life. Absolutely. They want to talk online, but not in real life. Some people just want a little company. There's nothing strictly wrong with this, but if you meet someone online and the relationship doesn't seem to be progressing beyond virtual communique, it's worth asking them where they see things heading. They may just want a pen pal or could be hiding something like real life relationships. I think I told you there was this woman who lives, I'm not joking, she lives a half a mile from me around the corner. Uh-huh. And I I very much think that she is either married or she has a boyfriend or she's living with someone because every once in a while I'll get a text message from her. And she'll be and it's always the same thing. Hey, how's it going? Like what are you doing? And and now I kind of ignore her. <laughs> what you matched with her before? Oh yeah, on a day, like like four four years ago. Oh wow. Yeah. And and I just think that she, at night when hubby's out on the bowling league, she just wants some attention. She wants to talk to boys. She wants to talk to some. Another phone call. That was the 800 number. Jeez, you're a popular one tonight. That was an 800 number. Oh, well. Don't know, don't know them. It says, it's that, it's that favorite scam likely. So, Gotta love it. But. But yeah, it, and it's like when you get someone that, that has you in this, this circle of death in terms of just phone communication, they don't want to meet, and it's like, and, and oh. phone call. You hear that? Jeez, you're a popular one. No, what the it's, hell? It's the phone call kicks in another person podcast is going. And this one's louder. Oh, gosh. Poor thing. Oh, man. It's super loud. This is annoying. Oh, I think I kicked him out. Oh, no, it's still there. Nope, he's still there. Damn it. I can't hear it. I'm, I'm wondering, I'm, 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 you know, I'm starting to think your idea of putting it on airplane mode when we're on the podcast, because both times that a phone call kicked through, it's, it's a live stream on wisdom that's playing very lightly in the back. So strange. Yeah. All right. Let me go on Do to it. the next one. Do it. They want to communicate off the dating site too soon. This is one I was referring to. Dating apps and websites are pretty darn secure. 
If you match with someone who insists on taking things to email or text too soon, they could be trying to get your personal information and use it to scam you. Be wary. Only move the convo off the app when you're confident they're on the up and up. Online dating is a great way to meet new people as long as you do it safely. Generally, try to avoid exchanging personal contact info until after you've met your match in person. When meeting them in person, meet in a public area and let your friends know where you are. Well, how are you supposed to meet somebody if you don't exchange phone numbers? I guess via email? Yeah, if, if someone tries to get you to go to an email conversation almost immediately and they never progress to a phone call and then they're like trying to make arrangements with you through email, they're trying to keep all a lot of information off their phone because their their girlfriend probably goes through their phone. Uh, you know what? That happened to me a couple times when people would say, oh, you know, I'm, um, my time on the app is expired, so here's my email address in case I'm not on here when you come back and look for me. I've gotten that a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, so, I agree. That could be scammy is what is what they're saying. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that is a scam. I don't think I ever reached out to anybody via email. Oh, let's see. They the next one, they asked for money. This has happened to me. So nobody you meet on a dating app should be asking you for money unless they're like a Nigerian princess or some authoritative like that. We're kidding, of course. Match with someone on a dating <laughs> site and they ask for money. Don't respond. Just unmatch them and move on. Exactly. Scammers can be sneaky and they might not ask for money directly. Instead, they might give you the opportunity to invest in a promising new business venture. No matter how promising, just say no. No. Well, the one I would get sometimes would be, oh, like, oh, I, I don't have enough gas money to, to drive to the place we're meeting. You know, can you send me, can you send me like a gift card? That's crazy. Anytime, anytime someone is asking you for money, any way, shape or form, gift card, gas card, Apple iTunes card, whatever the hell it is, it's a scam. Just, just walk away. Swipe left and move on. Yeah, exactly. X. All right. Oh, here we go. Red flags when dating divorced people. That's uh oh. Well, I know. They it trash is. talk their ex. Once you get to a certain age, a lot of people in the dating pool have had past relationships, maybe even marriages. Past relationships don't define us and they can enrich our lives and teach us a lot. But if you go out with a divorced person who's constantly bad mouthing their ex, it's a sign they're not over the relationship yet. What's more, it can be pretty darn unpleasant to listen to someone complain all evening. You deserve someone who's fully available to date and not hung up on the past. Their ex could have done a number on them, and maybe it makes sense that they're still hurting from that relationship. Regardless, you deserve to go out with someone who's totally available and not be someone's rebound or source of free therapy. True that. True that. That's, that's, that's awful when something like that happens. Yeah. You know, or it's not even trash talking their ex. If you go out on a first date with someone and all they want to talk about is their ex or their past relationship. Right. Or and then what you, happened in their marriage. And you try to divert them back onto the road where we're talking about 
you know, hey, let me let me know something about you. What are the things? And then, boom, they immediately go back to their past relationship. Right. Whether it's their marriage or the last person they dated, that person is not over that relationship. And they need to do a lot of self-care and work on themselves before they're ready. So whenever you go out with someone and all they do is perseverate over past relationships. Yes. You got to let them go. Perseverate. You got, you got 50 points on that word. Perseverate? Yeah. I like using <laughs> perseverate. Does that get, right. I get a little extra on that one, Alex? A little extra credit for bananagrams. They don't All take right. responsibility for their role in past relationships. Mm, takes two to tango. It's one thing to still be wounded by a past relationship. It's another to refuse to acknowledge the part you played in those relationships. If it seems like all of your dates were exes were responsible for ruining the relationship, that is a red flag. Bing, bing, bing. It suggests that they don't take any responsibility for behavior in relationships or that they may or that maybe they expect way too much from their partners. And it says at the end of that, run, run, forest, run. Run, run, forest, run, hills to the, yeah. Yep. Amen, amen. All right. They're negative about relationships. Maybe your date seems to have moved on from their past relationships, but they don't seem all that excited to see what the future has in store for you both. And frankly, they just seem bitter about dating. <laughs> This one kind of makes me giggle. I, I had a tinge of this. This is a sign that they're probably not going to be a great partner, even if they're not hung up on their exes. They're clearly harboring some negative romantic energy, and you don't have time for that. Okay, so the exact quote from Maria when I talked about online dating, what she'd go, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> she, she would just, like, make that guttural grunt, like, ugh. Actually, I was just texting with her before this um, podcast, and she made that same, ugh. <laughs> I know. It's just like, it's, it's like the, the fireman, I think, wholly jaded her. I, well, you know, you know, the irony of the whole thing is she never even actually went on a date. No, because he kept flaking on her. Well, no, I mean, with anybody. I know, because... So... She when, was supposed to meet him that Sunday, and then he he decided to watch football with his friends. Me and Maria are going to be roommates again with, um, I think it might be Bev and Letitia, but I'm not quite sure. Anyway, for that Mexico ride. Oh, uh, uh, Rosarita and Sonata. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, They're both good. I think that I'm going to press Maria to get back on the dating site. Do it. I'm going to create a profile for love to ride. Love to ride. <laughs> oh, no, we need to come up with something like ride that pony. <laughs> ride, ride a horse. Ride that pony. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, the next one. We're moving forward. Because, look, uh, we're, the time, we're, we're going fast. I know. We They've are. got trust issues. Ah, this happens. If your date isn't over the hurt that a past marriage caused, it's possible they'll go into a relationship with you with their hackles up. Hackles is another good word. This might be a sign that they're struggling with opening themselves up again and that they've still got a ways to go to heal from their last relationship. You can take it slow with someone like this if you feel like it's worth it. 
but don't expect any change here. Remember, attach to the person you're dating, not the person's potential. Exactly. Okay, we're going to go back to Eric Dating School 101. Oh, no. <laughs> Once they reach the age of 40, those MFers are locked in. Tiger not changing them. That's right. You are not That's changing That's the second them. time we've talked about that tonight. Yeah. All right. They haven't been single very long. If someone starts trying to date immediately following the dissolution of their last relationship, it could be a sign that they don't know who they are outside of their romantic relationship, and they might be looking to you to fill the void left by their last partner. This isn't to say never date someone newly single, but go very, very slow. The last thing you want to be is a rebound. Oh my gosh, so funny. So I was at um, my my rooted class started. Uh, actually, we're on week eight this week at church. What does that What does that mean? Your rooted class. What is that? Um, so I facilitate this class at uh, Mariners Church that basically teaches the foundations of Christianity. And uh, the the girls that I have are um, in their 20s and 30s. And, you know, I feel like it's no irony that we were put together because they've all been through, like, relationship trauma, right? So <laughs> this one girl and everybody had just recently broken up with their significant other. And one of the girls... She was so cute the way she said this. Now, this this girl was brought up as a charismatic Christian. Um, but uh she goes, Yeah, my rebound was Jesus. <laughs> Her rebound was Jesus. Yes, I thought that was amazing. Wow, I've never heard that, that before. She said that. Well, you know, because sometimes you just bounce from one relationship to the next, right? And you never really take time to, like, just kind of do your own thing and be on your own. And I think sometimes it, it, it's a good thing if you take a little time to kind of reassess where you are in life, especially as a young 20-something-year-old. Um, but, shoot, I mean, you might think, like after being married for 27 years when you split up like your first gut instinct is like okay i'm getting on a dating app and then you're like faced with the reality of it and it's like ooh, i don't know that i'm ready to do anything more than just go on a couple dates here and there agreed yeah so, it's just I, well you know i i always preface it like this for some of our new listeners i always just say Dating apps are nothing more than a way for you to possibly meet people that you would never meet in real life. Exactly. It just opens those doors and I go, and that's all it is. And I go, and if you put a ton of pressure on that person that you're meeting for the first time, it is going to crash and burn hard. It's like you have to go into it with if – if I get nothing more than a friend out of this, you have to be fine with that. Yeah, for sure. You know, because if you put huge expectations on it, 
Boy, you are in for a world of hurt. Mm. All right, let's go on to this next one. Okay. Flags when dating widows and widowers. I saw that. There you They're go. Still Wait, mourning let me the spouse. It's it's Carlsbad Kevin. Let me do this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're still mourning their spouse. Losing a spouse is almost unbearable. If you're dating a widow or widower, they might still be experiencing tremendous grief over the loss of their former love, and they might always feel some grief. But if their grief inhibits their ability to fully give themselves to a new relationship, it might be best to step back. Your date might just need some more time to mourn and come to terms with their loss. Oh, Eric, where'd you go? I was eating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, are you having protein? I haven't eaten dinner. I'm hungry. I had a little snack around five o'clock so that I wouldn't be hungry. I had to get All that. right, go. Okay. They're feeling guilty for dating someone new. Even if your date has begun to move on from their former spouse, they might struggle with feelings of guilt over dating someone else. This is very common, and it doesn't have to interfere with your relationship, but it certainly can. You can you deserve someone who will love you fully and without any guilt. It can be tough for someone who lost a partner to introduce a new romantic interest to their friends and family, especially children, if they had any with their previous spouse. You can be patient and understanding here, but if a few months go by and your date shows no sign of involving you in their life, it could be a sign they're not ready to. Um, that that photo underneath is kind of crazy. Oh, the picture with the the, the wife in a little bubble. Oh yeah, yeah. The the chick on the right, she looks a little sus. All oh, right, <laughs> she looks a little sus. They're yeah. living in the past. Your date might be really into you, but if they're hung up on their former life, they may not be the best part. They not make the best partner. Note, if your date always brings up their past with their late spouse, or if they constantly compare your relationship to their previous one. A little nostalgia is healthy and normal, but if your date is living in the past, it might be best to leave them there. Boom. Nice. Mm. Leave them there. Just just leave. Oh, here's a good one. Yeah, right? This is is the last section. The signs of narcissism. Boy. If you find yourself going out with a narcissist, boy, learn to learn to know and notice the signs. And yeah, like in cut, your twenties, learn that in your twenties. Cut your losses early. They think they're better than you. Okay, tips for identifying narcissists isn't unique to daters over fifty, but it never hurts to remind ourselves of the red flags. A narc will suffer from a superiority complex. And it probably won't be that hard to identify. If your date just has to be the expert of everything, and if you feel pressure to defer to their judgment and preferences over your own, you're probably dating a narcissist. I was married to one. Not fun. They're uh, self-centered. I was deal with one over the weekend. Oh, brutal. Uh, it was, yeah, it was... Uh, Mark had a, a conversation about them, and, was, and we came to the same conclusion. Oh, on the ride. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, well. It Glad I wasn't there. Well, no, right. it, it didn't really affect anything, but it was just... Just something, it, something. Well, there's this thing when, you know, 
you lead a ride, which I've only done several thousand times. And, you know, so I, I don't know what I'm doing. People have a better way. Yeah, know? yeah. I have a better oh, We're, we're going to go this way. Um, no, no, we're not. No, 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 no. We're, not. we're not going that way. I know. I still felt yeah, They still try to take over when... the ride, like during the ride. It's just like, nope, we're not going that way. I still feel bad when that happened when we were up in Malibu, but we didn't have a choice because that was our ride. <clears throat> Which one are you talking about? Do you remember when, when the windy Malibu ride? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, they're self-centered. Not only are they king and queen of the castle, they're the only one in the castle. For a narcissist, the only one that matters is themselves. Everyone else might as well not even exist. One more. All right. Go for the next one. Mm, we can they, whip through these. They keep secrets. This is true. You might have to date them a little while to identify this red flag. If they're a narcissist, it's there. Narcs are obsessed with their self-image. <laughs> and they're also notorious for not always treating the people in their lives the way they should. If your narcissist is concerned about looking a certain way to you, or if they've done something wrong or don't want you to find out, they'll probably tell you a few lies. Once you catch them, it's best just to cut and run. I think... Remember that that movie? Was it Dear John? Was it Dear John? Oh yeah, he was the ultimate narcissist. Ultimate narcissist. Yeah. And uh, it was amazing that the kids caught him in all these lies, and then the woman didn't want to believe it. Right. Yeah, that was crazy. All right, they make you question your sanity. Narcissists are masters of gaslighting or making you think that what you perceive to be reality isn't actually reality at all. Hmm. I can relate to that. Pay attention to how you feel around this person. If they've constantly got you doubting yourself, they may be playing mind games with you. Yeah, man. Narcissists. Not fun. Narcissists are not fun at all. Look at that. It's 710. I'm really proud of us tonight. Man, through those. We did. And, and you know lot. our kids say no to crack. Say no to crack. <laughs> say no to crack. So we, we need to so we need to make so we need to make up a profile for Maria Conchita Alonso Vasquez Coleman. <laughs> yes. The 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 Latina Express. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a my project for that weekend. Yeah, that'd be good. So when is, when is when is that ride? It's in April, right? May. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think we're going to just... Um, is it the first it, of May? The first weekend. I think it's like May 6th. Yeah, I'm still going to be... I'm probably going to be in Europe at that point. Hopefully, I'll have my passport back by then. Or I'll be riding... Oh, when, bike did, when did you do it? <laughs> What's I said, or I'll be riding my bike across the border. No, when did, when did you do your passport? Uh, I mailed it in the beginning of last week. Oh... Yeah, I expedited it. Doesn't matter. I was told what, last November that the expedited were two months. Oh, poop. Well, hopefully. I think, well, I don't know. We'll see. If well, not, if not, Maria will be sleeping by herself. Okay. That's, that's, um, no, that's no good. That's no good. That's no good. Anyway, we'll see. Michelle um, is Michelle is fading fast. Well, I have I have let's see. 
You have three minutes. We have three I have minutes. One, two, I have four check-ins to go. What does that mean? For my clients. Oh, 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 you mean you have to call your clients? Well, no, I don't call them, but I have to look at all their data, give them feedback. Oh, I see. So you're doing like you're doing like an analysis on as they go. Correct. I'm I check their macros. I look at their weight. Yeah, you and the macros. You and the macros. But I'm I might need to get on that macro that macro bandwagon. Because I'm down twenty. I'm down twenty two pounds, but mm, I could I could do some more. I yeah. I mean, it's all about the protein, baby. Actually, you know, when I um when I was working with Rob, I had him dialed in down to this is how many carbs you have to have per hour on your rides. Okay. So I would use his Garmin data and I had a whole spreadsheet set up and I figured out, okay, you know, after, after 90 minutes, you need to start having, you know, X amount of carbohydrates and you should take it in this form. And that's how he kicked ass. Nobody else that he went with finished the ride. He was the only one that finished it. Alp Duez. No, who was it? Oh, Rob Timberman. Oh, Rob Timberman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun, actually. But he dropped 20 pounds, and um, he was a beast on that bike, man. Beast. So He He was a beast. Yeah, man. All right. Well, it is 714, and I am sticking to my guns. Oh, okay. Well, you can do that. <laughs> you can stick to your guns. Yes. And see, so Michelle has three minutes and 50 seconds left. Should I, should I tempt fate and ask if anyone wants to chime in after I Michelle think, chimes I think out? I think that's a great idea. Well, I'm seeing a lot of new names on the, on the, the listener, the listenership. I see the Gary of the Deeds. The Gary of the Deeds. I see I see Julie Weinstein. She's new. Yeah, there uh, are some new people on the, on the I see Sharon. Layla Love. Ooh, that's a good one. Marcella. Marcella's good. Marcella is an excellent show always. She's a she I think she was one she did like a hundred day she was the one who did the hundred day challenge where she did a podcast every day for a hundred days in a row. Oh my! That's that's like that's cra- impressive. De- crazy dedication. That is. Yeah, and so it was just uh, that was interesting. Mm. You know. All right. Well, listen. I'm going to tap out. She's tapping out. If anyone wants to chime in, I'm going to give you a minute. Say I want to be a guest. If not, we're going to call it an evening. Be my guest. Be my guest. <laughs> so are you considering doing the three-day ride in June? Well, oh, Terry just asked me about that, and I have a wedding to go to. On the 9th? No, the weekend before, but I was going to visit with my mom beforehand. So... I don't know. I might have. Well, to... we moved the date to the 9th through the 11th. 
I know. When was it? What do you mean? When? When? When was what? What was the original date? The weekend after. That's what I thought. So it I don't was, know if I can make it. It was now. the 16th through the 18th, which not... ended up being Father's Day. So that's why I moved it. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be back in time. Depends on when I fly back. Mm. I really wanted to. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm putting the routes together right now. So. Yeah, the only other thing would be going if if I switch things around and go there first and then do the wedding and then fly back from the wedding, then then I could do the ride. I don't know. I got to talk to G-Man about that because um, – we already booked our flight. The G-Man. The G-Man. The, the Gary of the Deeds? Yes. Yeah. Okie dokie. I'm trying so. to find out if we can ride on Highway 101. I think we can. Um, you know, because Highway 101 is considered the one. But I'm, I'm trying to get... I'm trying to get official word. So... Because there's there's no there's no um ah I'm timing out okay I'm gonna let you go all right ciao okay. ciao Michelle have a good one you too bye and since no one is coming on we're gonna call it an evening wish everyone a good night and this is Eric from the what he said she said podcast with Eric and Michelle. And that was my co-host, Michelle, that just timed out. She is a fitness trainer, and she has a group for women only on Facebook called Menopause Mastery Fat Loss and Fit Tips. And we thank everyone for listening. And this podcast will be up in a few days. Again, this was episode 52. Wishing everyone a good night. Hello once again, podcast listeners. That was episode 52, where Michelle and I talked about the 21 things to watch out for when dating after the age of 50. This article was written most recently in March of this year, and it is on the WikiHow website, and we are going to provide a link in the show notes. And we thank all of you for listening. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and postmenopause. Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach as I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle-aged belly and just downright exhausted. I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. 
What ensued was a mind-body transformation, 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female, focusing on all areas of health, a long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result, 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone, restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness, or go to my website at www.mfitnessforlife.com.